0: Of the earth be by the rain. reaching up to heaven
1: for the rain. greetings everyone how is everyone today good good lots of red here today must be valentine's day you know it's always good to be here and especially on this sunday Because we kind of celebrate Bob's anniversary going home. And you know it's 10 years. That's just hard to believe. But anyhow. So I've got something awesome I want to share with you today. And I just ask the Lord for the grace to bring this word. And um, according to his will. And that you would receive it. And that there would be understanding. Okay. Okay. I'm a little bit slow sometimes, it takes me a while to understand what the Lord is talking about, but you know, it's a journey of, of seeking Him, and Lord, what are you saying? So, so I don't mind being that slow, how's that? So let me get a sip here. Is everybody doing good today? Okay. There's several things I want to share with you, and um, anyhow, last year... So like January of 2023, the Lord just said to me, follow me. So that was good. Just follow me. You know, remind me of the fishermen. He said to them, follow me. You know, and I'll make you fisher of all mankind. That's what he said to me. This year, he said to me, can you walk with me? And I said, yes, Lord. Okay. And then I thought later, Oh my goodness what does that mean he said can i walk with him what does that really mean because i agreed yes i can but you know there's a lot to that he went on to say can you forsake all for me can you walk the road less traveled so you know that road is not easy since that time this was like january 10th okay He began a series, I knew this year was going to be different for me, but he began a series of, uh, he called it his season of dedication. Now each of us have our own seasons, and he will take us through them if we are willing to go through them, okay? It's easier just to turn away, but the first thing he had was from like January 1st, or excuse me, the 10th to the 20th, I had to fast two things. These are my two vices, coffee and TV okay? Yeah, I know. Because I like to watch TV while I'm drinking my coffee, right? <laughs> but, but, you know, it was really easy. I, I just had no desire for either one. And when the 11th came, or the, the, I should say the 11th day, he said, now, I've delivered you from them. Don't go back to them. It's not that I can't partake of either, but don't indulge, okay? So that was fine. And then he said to me, uh, he wanted me to begin an hour of sitting in silence. Will you do this and i 'm like, "Yes, Lord, should it be morning afternoon evening he said it 's your choice, but i suggest <laughs> I suggest the morning because you fall asleep in the evening so so it 's like when he wakes me up. You know, I get up to go to the bathroom during the night. but So it could be two, three, four, whatever. Sometime in there, I go to the living room and I sit in silence. Now, that was a bit tough the first couple of days because this, shutting this old thing off, you know, your mind wants to think, right? And it wants to just run wild and just to shut that off and just listen to him. He said, make sure and take your... Notepad and pen because he's going to speak to me and I said okay Lord so but I asked him why what what was the purpose of this why am I doing this and he said it's for purpose promise and revelation now I'll tell you he has given me more than what I bargained for okay I, I thought I'd get little tidbits now at one particular day he said For the next 21 days, I'm going to visit you. And he's been faithful to visit me. I won't tell you what day I'm on, but I've got a little ways to go yet. So I'm like, okay. So whatever the Lord wants to do, I signed up for the program when he said, can you walk with me? And I said, yes, Lord. Okay. I'm willing to walk. The road less traveled, forsaking all. You know, this has been, we've talked about a time of transition. I said, I think it was transition, transformation, transfiguration. That was a word I gave, I think, last year at this time. Uh, <laughs> it's been a time of transition for me. My family, which you see me here with my little ones sometimes, they come with me. Well, they're moving to um, Pennsylvania, all you know, about. Well, probably next week at this time, we'll be on the road. I'm driving all four of the grandkids there, okay? Trust me. <laughs> Lord, help me. <laughs> but we're going to do this, make a little vacation of it, stop and you know spend the night and swim and stuff, whatever, help them get settled in. I really opposed that, I mean, to the 10th, 100th degree, okay? Because I could not believe God would do this to them and to me, right? And then the Lord had to show me he actually... Sh- told me three years ago that he was doing this, moving them, taking my son out of the ministry because he worked for me, because we both needed this so we could prosper in our, own, in our own way. So I'm like, ugh, you know? Then it's repentance time. That's the best thing. Repent, I did not want to stop, stand in their way what God wants to do in their life. You know, we have to, we have to move with Holy Spirit, Right? So all is well. The Lord said, I have to let them go, and you need to bless them as they go. So I'm blessing them. I'm taking them. <laughs> no, no. You know, it's, it makes my heart happy that he's moving in their life. There's a lot of issues kind of around them with diabetes and autism and all those things. But he's got it all covered. He had it planned long before I ever came along, right? So he knows what he's doing. So I'm just going along with the program. So, okay. Anybody else kind of in the same boat, right? Transition, transformation, transfiguration. Okay. Now, what I want to share with you, I'm going to read a scripture first. And David touched on this. Uh, Hebrews 12 I'm, I'm going to start with Hebrews 11, 40 first. God having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. Now, this is the, um, the heroes of faith he's talking about here. Then 12, 1 says, therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight And the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. And then it goes on to say, you know, Jesus endured the cross. And he's sitting at the right hand of the Lord, of God. So, I do not believe in necromancy. That's conjuring up the dead. Okay, that'd be like the witch of Endor. But I do, with all my heart, believe that the cloud of witnesses are among us. Okay? Now, I have at different times seen certain people. You know, I saw um, William Seymour one time. I told Bob we were on stage up in Connecticut, uh, and I said, oh, in the back, I saw William Seymour. You know, I mean, he was there. Okay? I've seen other people. Occasionally, I see Bob. All right? Anytime that Bob has, I'm going to say, come to me, It's with a message. So what I'm going to share with you, you can even close your eyes and envision this, because what started out as a dream was very real, okay? So this was um, February 1st. I was in Ohio at my sister's home. And it's a very anointed place. I get great revelation there. But here is what happened. I thought I was in a dream, and I walked into this building And it was actually Bob's calling hours. And Bob, in his casket, he looked just like he did. You know, that famous picture we have of Bob dressed just like that. And I could see Bob there. But I stood back about six feet. And immediately, same door, comes Holy Spirit and two angels. And... He looked at me. Now, I knew this had to be Holy Spirit because Bob would always say, you never see his face. You'll see Jesus' face, but you never see the face of Holy Spirit. But he turned, he looked at me, and he said, you're not honoring Bob. And that really bothered me, you know, because I thought, if I'm not honoring him, am I dishonoring him? And I'll get to that in a little bit. I want to share this with you, and then I'll kind of go back and go over everything. But immediately he said that to me and then he turned and he took off a cloak and he placed it on Bob's casket. And he kneeled down and the two angels knelt with him, didn't say anything, then he got up, took his cloak and they left. Well, I stepped up to the casket. Now see, this to me is still a dream. Bob wasn't dead anymore. <laughs> Bob was stretching, moving, yawning, okay, just like awakening from a sleep. Remember, scripture says they were only sleeping, right? But he was stretching, yawning. I tell you what, it was no longer a casket, it was a bed. And I ran around the side of the bed, the other side, (laughs) and he reached, he turned on his left side. Now he had on, it looked like a light pink nightshirt. And he like you'd have like in the hospital, kind of that kind of a nightshirt. But he reached up, he turned on his left side and he reached up. There was a, a lamp on the wall, and he turned that off, turned out the light. Now I looked at him, he was just vibrant. Where his skin and the natural was all discolored from age and the dialysis, what have you. He was vibrant, his skin was just like breathing and alive and glorious. And he had on his head, I bent down real close to him, on his head it looked like a kind of like a clear shower cap and he reached up and he took that shower cap off and his hair was just dripping with oil and I reached up and took one off of mine and my hair was dripping with oil so um, like right after that I gotta read you what he said because this is really important. Like I said, I'm going to go back and go over everything. But he said, um, "Wait a minute. Maybe I'd do better without my without my notes." Well, I just lost my place. Well, he said he said honey this is real I just came down from heaven and he said they're bringing the money down and then he said this is real and he said I just talked to a man named Pody and he said tell Bobby and Carolyn hello <laughs> okay he was so alive and just vibrant okay and at that point there was some, somebody trying to enter the room and I was like get out go away okay I didn't want any interference but I asked if I could record this and he said yes okay so in the natural you know my mind thinking I'm gonna record it on my phone and that's when I woke up and I thought see I should never do that if you haven't experienced don't get over into the soul and try to record something okay because you're gonna lose it but here's what I think all of this meant that cloak Holy Spirit put that cloak, resurre- resurrection life, resurrection power, onto the prophet, okay? And I don't think this was just for the prophets. Now, it's interesting that he mentioned Bobby, okay? Because he and Bobby were really good friends. But I think this is for the bride of Christ, okay? Okay? the whole body of Christ is supposed to be walking in resurrection life, right? Are we supposed to heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons? We're supposed to be doing this. This is what I believe is is coming and it's a now thing, okay? We um let's see. I want to go back here. Well, we had the Mount of Transfiguration and you know, they came away from there. This was not a light thing that happened, right? Jesus was transfigured. This is how we, that's how I feel was happening with Bob. It's like it, he was a transfigured body, but this is being the cloak, that mantle is put onto the body of Christ for all of us to walk in. The fact that he turned on his left side, it's a reinvigoration on Bob's prophetic words to produce the fruit in a new way, in a new anointing. There are prophecies that Bob had many years ago that are just now coming into its fruition, okay? And I'm gonna mention one thing which has taken place today, of course. (laughs) This is something the Lord spoke to me. You know, there's things, there have been men or women, that's tried to run with some of Bob's old prophecies. And one that comes to mind in particular is the Gulliver prophecy, which is about Ohio and, you know, it's the body of Christ waking up like Gulliver, you know, how Gulliver woke up and pulled off restraints. Well, there have been people who's tried to make that prophecy happen. And the Lord's told me, there was not one of those cities that's ready yet. None of the States or cities where it's been indicated in that prophecy, the churches weren't ready, the cities weren't ready because they wanted to fight for position. Okay, so uh, but I believe now this freshness, this anointing is going to touch them, and it will come to pass. You know, another one is the Super Bowl today. Here we go again with the who's the Kansas City Chiefs? Okay. It was 50 years from 1970 to 2020 when they won the Super Bowl, and right away everybody jumped on this, this is the harvest, this is the apostolic. Okay, well, was it, wasn't it? See, man can try to make things happen, but it has to be by his spirit, says the Lord, right? Okay, so is it today? Is it not? I don't know. But let's see what God does. Let's not try to manipulate God. Let's let him do his work. But I believe that some of those old prophecies that Bob had will now come to pass, but in a different way, different than what we think, okay? Holy Spirit's going to do what Holy Spirit wants to do. We need to be co-laboring with him, not trying to get him to come on my boat, okay? So, okay, um the fact that he had a pink shirt well there was no buttons or anything he was just loose it was you know easy fitting but it's new beginnings new revelation new anointing that new wineskin okay we did not need artificial light i'm telling you the glory of the lord was on was shining on bob's face it's like his his whole skin, everything about him was just alive and moving, breathing. You know, it's, it's just amazing. Okay, so, um, you know, in him was life, and the life was the light of man. And that is what's going to shine upon on this bride, the bride that's coming forth. Um, and while I, I made myself a note here to remind everybody. I'm having a conference down there in the vision center on August the 8th this year, okay? That date was open. Bob always called that his resurrection day because he'd say, on August the 8th the 75, I, went, I stood before the Lord in death, okay? And the Lord sent him back. So that day is open. I said, I had this set for a couple months now, and now I have this experience with Bob and this, like, resurrection life. I'm like, okay. Okay, so the oil. So... This is what the Lord said. He's going to anoint your horn with new oil, okay? Uh, 1 Samuel 16:1. the Lord came to Samuel and said, How long will you mourn for Saul, seeing that I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and go. I am sending you. Okay, sending him to Jesse. But you know what? I remember that name, Jesse. Okay, so he was going to anoint David as king, don't you think it's time that we get a fresh filling of oil? Okay. We need our horns to be anointed with oil. You got the trumpet, right? And we're getting our horns. Okay. We need that fresh oil. So it's going to flow free, flow freely. Okay. Now this concerned me. Why did the Holy Spirit tell me that I wasn't honoring Bob? Okay. Later that day... I was at my daughter's house, and uh, her husband was talking to me about Bob's message and how important it is. Did you learn to love? And I thought, for me personally, I don't think I've done enough advertising or, you know, talking about it, whatever. I have some thoughts of what I would like to do to get that message out, because it is, it's it's the only question that the Lord's going to ask you when you stand before him in death you know did you learn to love did you learn to become like Jesus okay and that's so important in this hour so okay he said they're bringing the money down <laughs> okay you know i got my buckets ready but <laughs> proverbs 13:22 says a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children that's my grandchildren but the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous okay You know, there's, I've always heard this talked about being the transfer of wealth. Is it not time? You know what, if you get, uh, I won't say any names, but some billionaire somewhere, you know, if they turned their life over to Christ, seriously, what would they do? What would they do with all that money they've got? You know, they've been hoarding it, they've been doing a lot of unwise things with it. Would this not be funneled to the Christians, okay, it's not for us to build a big, you know, cathedral or something, it's for us to do the work of the kingdom, okay? We've got to have kingdom mindset, but I'm telling you what, Bob was so excited, honey, this is real, they're bringing the money down. I'm like, okay, you know, I mean, I mean, I have never seen Bob so excited, maybe when I had a good dinner fix or something, but I mean, he was ready, so, okay, now, This is what really got me. He said, I just talked to a man named Pody. Okay, now I know there's a key in that. I want to know what do you say to Pody? What did Pody tell him? Who is Pody? How do you spell Pody? I mean, I was going nutty with that. So it wasn't until, this is what I thought. I'm still in Ohio and I thought, okay. I think Bob talked about his grandmother, Pody okay she was um, Cherokee and he said I should have paid better attention I should have listened more because she taught him about the herbs and about the land and different things I should have paid better attention I was sure he said her name was Pody okay so I get home I'll tell you what I went and dug out his birth certificate okay <laughs> So I know I'm gonna find it on there right Wrong. Anyhow, well, his mother's maiden name was Jones. So she was always a Jones, all right? Jones Jones. But I had to do some research and get a hold of his great niece in Florida. Um, Bob's maternal grandmother's maiden name. Got that? So his grandmother on his mother's side, maiden name was Pody. I got it. So I'm like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Wait, I need a drink on that one. <laughs> but this took some research. I am so thankful for that ancestry.com or whatever and that this great-niece did all this research some years ago. But, okay, but I'm, how do you spell it? You know, there was, back in the 1800s, well, they didn't have good records like we do today, uh, but anyhow there was like three different ways that they spelled it, but it was actually P O D A P O D A. But P-O-D-E means he can. P-O-T-E means bring, and P-O-D-A means a pruning. So it means he can bring a pruning. (laughs) But this was way back in like 1850. So I really believe in all of that. The Lord was showing me that, you know, He, Holy Spirit, He's bringing a mantle of resurrection life, resurrection power to the body of Christ. If we're willing, and this is what the Lord is saying to me, are you willing to pay the price? It's going to cost you everything, okay? Are you willing to walk that road less traveled? Are you willing to lay down all your... Coffee and TV, you know, are you willing to lay down all the things that the Lord asked you to? Are you willing, and I'm saying this is for me, to sit in silence for an hour? You know, are you willing to just entertain him? I shouldn't say entertain, but sit there and wait on him. You know, I even got up and pulled the battery out of my clock because I'd hear it tick, tick, tick at 3 o'clock in the morning. And I thought, no, that's not silence. I don't want to hear anything. I just want to hear his breath. You know, and when he speaks, you know, why? Because he's given me purpose, okay? He's given me the plan for the rest of what I'm to do. He's given me revelation. So, you know, I think also, you know, this is um, the Elijah, Elisha. You know, God is turning the heart's back, isn't he? Okay, so this is... I think a lot of it has to do with the prophetic. But we all can prophesy. We all can hear from God. And we all can prophesy. And we had better put a guard over our lips if we are not saying what Holy Spirit says. There is way too much being said that God did not initiate. And that's how we get into a lot of false prophecy. Okay? So... Okay, now I just kind of wanted to go over some scripture that, um, that talked about resurrection life. And Luke eight fifty and 54, through 54, the centurion's daughter. Remember, Jesus is on his way. Um, and I think that's where the lady with the issue of blood, she got healed. But he says, you know, he went into the girl and he told the father first, if you only believe... That's key. We need to believe what the Lord is speaking to us, okay? If we doubt we're going to do without, we need to believe so that we receive it. It might sound absolutely crazy, but we need to believe. If God speaks it, and he's going to show you through Scripture, okay? Or send somebody to your door to uh, say, hey, this is what I believe the Lord is saying. He'll reaffirm his word, um, Okay, so he went in. He got rid of everybody that was doubtful. He had Peter, James, and John and the child's parents. And then he said, do not weep. She is not dead but sleeping. Okay? So he got rid of all their unbelief. And then, you know, he took her hand and he said, little girl, arise. Right? And she... She was up, and that's why I thought, oh my gosh, you know. I can't tell you how uh, excited but disturbed, whatever, I don't know what the right word is when this happened, I'm telling you, but I, I on purpose, I was, a real short trip, I did not take my laptop with me to Ohio, right, so I'm trying to text everything to Bobby and Carolyn, and, and I'll tell you, I know more than you got it sent, and I'm getting a phone call from them, and they agreed, this is it, so... Lazarus, Jesus said to him, come forth, right? Now, here's one I really like, the widow of Nain, okay? And this is in Luke 7. So here's the widow. They're going through town. Her son's in a casket, right? He is 100% dead. But Jesus had compassion on her, and he put his hand on the casket, kind of like the Holy Spirit putting that cloak on that casket. And, and he said, arise. You know, I don't think we have to go in to big, you know, oh, we got to say this many prayers and what have you. We are going to come across people that have a need. It could be an accident on the highway or something, and you might be the one they need. Instead of calling for the gurney, Jesus called for you. Stop and say, arise. Okay? So there's Dorcas um, in Acts 9 Peter, okay, here's, here's these old women. To me, I said, they're probably sitting around having card club or something, you know, and gossiping. And then she just, she dies. So they go and get Peter, and Peter comes, and she's, they've washed her. They've prepared her body. And he just says to her, arise. See, simple. We don't have to do a 12-step program. Arise. Okay, it's the power of that resurrection power in the word that's going to deliver somebody, going to set them free, going to raise them from the dead. Do you like this message so far? Okay, well, I like it too, now that I'm hearing myself say it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, okay, so just, here's what I needed. Bob's message was, I just came back from heaven. It's a great cloud of witnesses. They're bringing the money down transfer the wealth talk to a man named Pody okay. so he can bring the pruning hey whatever God needs to prune away from us let him do it because you know I've got a plant at home that in the spring so I think around April I've got to prune it down to about six inches and then it, it will grow probably three or four feet tall so think of it if you can do that for a plant what's he going to do for you And they said, honey, this is real. It's going to happen now. Tell Bobby and Carolyn hello. So I think these are the friends of the prophets, okay? So, all right. Well, that's all I'm going to say about that for right now. All right. Now we're ready to move on. Everybody's got that. You're going to move on. Resurrection power, right? Okay. We've got to put the timidity away. We've got to be the bride of Christ. okay, here's a word the Lord gave me yesterday for you guys, okay? Recalibrate. I'm like, whoa, what's that mean? I love it when he gives me words. I have no idea what he's meaning, okay? (laughs) But to recalibrate is to change the way you do or think about something, to adjust, amend, change, develop, modify, reshape, revamp, and revise. okay? So does anybody feel like you're in that place right now? Being recalibrated? Okay, but here's what I believe when I was praying about that word this morning. We need God's perspective, not presumption. We all think, well, I think this is what they're going to do. Well, this is what I wish they would do. Why don't they do it? that? Well, forget all that. What is he saying? Okay, like I said, with my son moving, I'm telling you, I fought, I fought for a couple months. They can't do this. All of his support group is here, and I'm the third parent, you know, and how could you do this? Well, the Lord took me back to um, January 1st of 2021, and on that day, because I had to, if anybody uses Dropbox, you know what I'm talking, I had to search for a word, and it came up to that day, and the Lord spoke to me then and said that he was removing my son, rerouting, redirecting him, that he was no longer productive with my ministry so he had to move him someplace else so he could bless him he'd be productive there and also me I'm like, oh so you know what I did first of all see I was opposing God I think I'm opposing my son and his wife and what they're doing I was opposing God I did not know God's perfect will and he told me three years earlier so I repented and I said Lord I don't want to stand in your way of anything that you're trying to do with them. You know, that is sin. So I repented of that. I wrote them a nice letter. Repented to them. Asked them to forgive me. They were leaving that day to go to Pennsylvania to look for their house. And I kept the kids. So, but you see, the Lord said, bless them as they go. That's why I'm driving them there. (laughs) But, you know, it might hurt. But when you see God's purpose... Wow, how extravagant is he? I can't wait to see what he's going to do in their lives and what he's going to do with me. I know he's preparing to move me also, I think, by the end of this year. So, Lord, I'm open. He told me downsize. Okay, you know. All right, so let's move on. So we need his perspective, not presumption. We need to... Follow Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding, okay? Submit to him. That's the tough part, okay? He will make our path straight, okay? Now, I also heard it was a new day, a new way to walk in Christ, okay? And I think this goes back to this resurrection life, resurrection power, His resurrection glory, okay? Um, He said, we are abandoned unto him in freedom, yet speech. I'm like, okay. So where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, there is liberty, right? He has given us a mouth to speak. Now, this is where we really... uh, (laughs) need to watch the words we're speaking, so we're speaking according to what he is saying, okay? Turn your gossip into intercession, okay? Hear his voice and speak it, because when you speak his word, it takes place, okay? That Samuel anointing is coming on the body of Christ, okay? And that, when I say that, it means Samuel, every word he spoke, not one word fell to the ground and why was that? he spoke God's word okay that's what we need we don't need Bonnie's flesh we need God's hear his voice speak his word okay Um, okay well my little note to myself was we can no longer play church we must be the bride arrayed in glory and power and might now the Lord was speaking to me this morning about um, the swift sword that He is sending, and He told me if it's there's three parts to that sword, but the third part is for the bride, and He said this for the other two are judgment, and those don't involve you, okay? But the third one is the sword of justice for His bride, and He said He wants her arrayed in glory in power, and in might, okay? Now, I think this is for those who will receive it, okay? You might hear it, but are you willing to receive it, okay? Because, like I said, it's going to take some doing, okay? Sacrifice. Um, Okay, he talked about surviving the rubble of the earthquake okay I need another drink hold on <laughs> in 2020 for day of atonement the Lord sent me to Kansas City for three weeks and I said Lord this is going to be expensive am I supposed to rent a place or what and, no he gave me the name of some people to call and to stay with I'm like oh Okay, well, you know, they readily accepted my invitation of, here's, here I am. <laughs> here I am, Lord, can I come? <laughs> so, but anyhow, it was, it was really sweet. And there were two different couples. And one day, the one couple took me to the house where Bob and Viola lived. Okay. And it was very interesting, you know. Uh, but I went up there and I laid hands on that house. Okay, now that might sound a little bit weird, but over the years, the Lord has sent me many places, especially government buildings, etc. You can feel in the land, you know, you can feel in the building, what have you. But I I put my hand on Bob's house and it's like if the walls could talk, I could hear what, what that house was saying. And I wrote it down, okay. But the Lord, through that experience, spoke to me about an earthquake in Kansas City. And then he showed me that Bob had brought an earthquake prophecy there back in the 80s. He said, Bob thought it was a natural earthquake then, but the earthquake is for now. Okay? It was a spiritual earthquake. And without going into any details, there's been... Because what the Lord said to me is that this earthquake was going to take place there, and it was going to divide the city and it was going to be a national uh, international division however there would be restoration so this was 2020 i had no clue what he was talking about however in the last few months you know so if there's what he said to me is there's um, you you will survive the rubble of the earthquake So, when there's uh, division, separation, spiritual quaking coming that divides, God has it all in His order. And He puts everything back together. And it's even better than it was, okay? And the lesson that we've had to learn in all of that is not to put our faith and trust in any man only trust God okay because he knows all things he knows what is going to work for us every detail of our life you know I've thought about this too I have a brother that is now in full-time ministry back in 2007 I believe it was my mother had a visitation by the Lord and these angels And the Lord said to my mother, he showed her my brother, my youngest brother, and he said, I planned to send him earlier, but you weren't ready. So my mother wasn't ready. She had some issues going on, so he had to wait. I wonder how old my brother would really be, okay? But God knew everything he had planned for him, he, even though he was uh, ordained as a Baptist minister years ago, he continued to work at a bakery, a really big bakery where they distribute, you know, a couple of different states. But he only retired in September last year, and October 1st he took his first church. God had it all planned. Nothing is out of order with him, okay? So don't look to anyone else. Look to God and what he has planned for you, for your family. Submit all of yourself. That's the hardest thing I think sometimes is, well, I want to give, I want all of Jesus. But then do I really want to give him all of me? That is why I'm sitting one hour in silence. Now, you know what? I look forward to that. And I don't know how long... Um, Well, he did tell me, but it's like, I don't think I want that time to end because I look forward to what is he going to say in that time. You know, today, I was in my silence, and then he spoke to me. I wrote everything out, and then he said, I relieve you now. Go back to bed and rest. I'm like, oh, what a deal. (laughs) So I got like... 15 minutes extra. So that was kind of, that was pretty neat, you know? So, you know, the Lord is coming and he's coming for his bride. And he wants to, you know, years ago, the Lord gave me that word, uh, he said, uh, rigor mortis has said into the bride of Christ. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this sounds good, Lord. And he said, I want you to take that word to the church this morning. I said, well, Lord, you know, I'm going to morning, morning Star." He said, yes. I'm like, oh, so I wrote it down, and I'm like, oh, please, let me have something else happen. (laughs) And then he woke me with um, this song by Elvis, Surrender, okay, and it's really a love song, you know, will you surrender to me, okay. So I thought, hmm, great, I don't know about doing this, right, chicken Chicken set in. So when I'm walking out the door that morning, I said, Lord, really, if this is really you, you know, when I get out there in the car and I turn the radio on, let that song be playing. <laughs> Start the car, push the button. Elvis is singing Surrender. And I'm like, oh. you know how many songs he must have recorded and that song is playing? I'm like, oh my gosh. But that's the thing. Jesus wants all of us. All of us, you know, not just a portion of us. He loves me with my coffee. You know, he doesn't think that I can't have coffee. It's just he doesn't want me to. I'd rather drink coffee than water, you know. I try to tell my doctor that. He said, drink more water. I said, I do, I drink more coffee. He said, That's not, <laughs> that's not the same. I'm like, well, it's water. <laughs> So, so anyhow, so let me see. I want to make sure I got all my notes covered. Oh, you know, listen, I got to tell you something. This was awful. It was good, but it was awful. I saw, you know, I'm I'm doing the Daughters of the Dawn conference here next month and then down there in Charlotte um, in August. But, okay, this one is called Arise and Shine next month. But I had a dream the other day where... I don't know where I was, some place, some dinner, okay? People I didn't know, never saw, none of these people, I didn't know anybody, but I'm at this dinner and across from me is the leadership table. And the man, he got up to say something before they ate, but the wife made a little remark and people kind of laughed, okay, and he said a few words and he sat down. Well, I jumped up. Being bold and bodacious. I jumped up and I started like rebuking. <laughs> the people. And I made that woman get up. And start you know. Ladies you need to get up. You know. Let God use your voice. That was the thing. So I was really encouraging the women. To get up. Well. And, and of course the lady in the dream. She stood up and she started. You know preaching. And, and it was very anointed and what have you. Now. I sat down because I thought I'm going to get kicked out of this dinner, you know. But anyhow, I sat down and the lady beside me said, You know, that's Mojo. I'm like, What? Mojo. You know Mojo? Uh, Does anybody know Mojo? I had to look it up. I don't know Mojo, but I, I know what I heard. Well, there's a, a Powder Puff. I think it's called girls. It's a little cartoon thing. Three little girls, and I think Mo, Mojo Joe. It's a monkey. He's a he's a villain that comes to destroy them because these girls have superpowers, right? So they're the good girls. They're the good ones. But this monkey, you know, which is human reasoning, what have you comes to destroy them. And then I also saw there's a mojo with the X-Men, which I don't like any of that stuff, but he's a spineless uh, villain. And I thought, well, isn't that just the devil? But in this X-Men thing, I I guess there is a woman that is supposed to be able to fight against him. I need somebody that knows about this stuff because I don't. But any, it's mojo-verse. You know it 's like the universe, but it 's really good and evil that 's basically what i 'm trying to say and I think is as the women are rising up, coming forth in the anointing we 've got excuse me got the enemy trying to set us down okay that 's a spineless villain, the devil, so who 's he right? Greater is he who 's in me, right? So we have to remember that. Don't let the enemy, men, you too. Don't let the enemy shut you down, okay? Whatever, and I like my brother down here. He's on holy ground. He's got his shoes off. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, don't let the enemy shut you down. If God gives you something, speak it. It can be life-changing for someone, okay? I mean, we need that. If we hear God's voice, how many want to hear God's voice? Okay, I mean, I do. I definitely do. But then we have to obey. What is he saying to do? It might sound crazy to you, just do it, okay? He needs everybody in his army. Time is growing short, it's more wicked, like you said, there's, you know, all this stuff that's coming against us, but he is for us, okay? I do believe this is a Bonnie thought like you said storing up and what have you we do need to have things stored up and I've wondered do I have enough stored up (laughs) I have a grandson there that eats everything so I don't know But (laughs) I don't have the storage that I did anyway (laughs) but here's the thing when the Lord told me about storing up it's not just for me okay other people may not be listening and may not store items etc we will need to share with them don't hoard it just for you bless other people okay the other thing is we're going to have to depend on faith having the faith of god you know you might have what two fish and a couple of loaves of bread you may have to mold. you know speaking of that i saw i had a dream that just i reached in my cabinet to get tuna fish I don't even think I have any. But in my dream, I reached in there to get one can of tuna fish. And as I took that one can out, small can, there was like six more that appeared. So I think, you know, we... That's just what the Lord's showing us. We're going to have to have that faith. You may have to cut back on things, but you have the faith of God and multiply, which will help others. Okay? Build their faith. Build their faith. Okay. Well, and probably done but anyhow everybody okay yeah. okay was this fun or what so okay well I wish everybody a happy valentine's day yeah so and I hope I didn't make anybody think I'm too weird talking about Bob but I'm telling you that was very real and I want to hear I've asked the Lord okay if Bob was talking to a man named Pody Okay, so it had to be his grandmother's brother, father, uncle, somebody, somebody named Pody. Okay, I said, Lord, I mean, I don't, I'm not into the necromancy thing. I'm not trying to get that. But I said, will you allow Bob to bring that message to me? Or will you give me that? Because I feel that's very significant. Whatever the, me- the message was that Pody told him. Pody must have died in 1850. He's been there a long time. So he's got more, more to tell. I don't know. <laughs> I want to know, you know, Lord, what is the message? So I'm really seeking him about that, okay? Let me know. When I know, I'll let you know. How's that? Okay, well, can I just pray for you? So, Lord, I thank you for my wonderful family here at the gathering. I just thank you for all the gifts and the callings of each individual here. Lord, I just ask you to seal to their heart, Lord, um, just a greater measure of your love and an impartation of your glory and that resurrection life, Lord, let it be. Let it begin here in this house, Lord. Let it begin here. Let them rise up, Lord. And I pray for all the women here, that they would all be a Proverbs 31 woman, that they, their children would rise up and call them blessed. Lord, I just pray that as they're in this time of transition, that you, I know that you will be walking with them. Father, I just ask that they will walk with you and that each and every one will walk in the fullness of what God has called them to, that nothing would be lost and nothing would even be erased, okay? It would just be poured out in greater measure. In
0: Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Excellent word, um, Bonnie. Just in an attitude of prayer, I feel like we still need to respond. And uh, so if you would, just, if you're willing to walk the road less traveled, and you're saying, Lord, here am I, Lord, I pray that I could walk in that resurrection power that you want to release, and uh, I think we should respond to that, but don't stand unless you're willing to walk the road less traveled, but if you are, just stand. I just want to pray. I just want to say, yes, Lord, let it be. So, Lord, we pray, Lord, the word that was spoken, there was much that was spoken, but in that specific word about walking in, receiving resurrection power. And only if we're willing to pay the price, to walk the road less traveled, Lord, we're standing and we say, Yes, Lord. So just say to Him, Lord, let it be according to your word. Here am I. I'm yours. I'm willing. I surrender. I surrender. Lord, we thank you for the word released this morning. We, we are in agreement. We receive that word. Lord, we bless Bonnie. We thank you for her, God, that she is a part of our family. Thank you for this wonderful family you've given us, Lord. And we just pray, Lord, everyone in this room, those that are watching, Lord, just release fresh encouragement, fresh hope. Lord, we pray hope. Lord, we thank you. Hope that is seen is not hope, for why would you hope for what you see? We thank you. We hope in what we do not see, but we stand firm in what you have said. We agree. We believe that word that Bonnie spoke. We believe you, Lord. And I pray for everyone in this room that they'll have that new measure of faith and expectancy and that surrender. And we give you glory. Lord, we pray for healing. How many of you need healing this morning? There's something going on. Lord, we pray for the power of Jesus. Right now, we rebuke every spirit of infirmity, sickness, disease. We break all the works of darkness, every assignment of physical, emotional, spiritual weakness. We cast it down. We pull it down by faith. And we pray for the resurrection power of Jesus to touch those areas. Right now, Lord, we thank you for testimonies of healing. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we bless the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, you, Lord.